chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lugnuts podcast, the NASCAR podcast for the average fan. And Thomas, uh, I texted you about this. We have some new downloads in Ireland and Australia, so we're becoming even more worldwide than what we did before. I'll put another shrimp on the Blarney stone. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Hey, but we had uh, three exciting races, the start of... The playoffs in the truck series over uh, in St. Louis, and then we had two races in Michigan. What were your overall thoughts on the weekend? A lot of exciting racing, and we had some M Night Shyamalan plot twist that really made the uh, made for just on the edge of your seat excitement. Yeah, so let's get into it with the truck race. They got a little interesting. We'll get into that uh, in stage two. But stage one, John Hunter Nemechek, who was uh, out front, he dropped quickly. He was back to 10th uh, by lap six. But then we see Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill out front. Yeah, I mean, Creed, uh, as we'll see, looks strong all night. Austin Hill was pressing him. Uh, another one that dropped back was Carson Hosover. Um, he dropped back 16 spots in the first 20 laps. Said his truck was bottoming out. And then we get the first playoff driver in trouble. Uh, Chandler Smith, heavy smoke. He has to pit uh, something with the right rear hub. Sounds bad. He has to go behind the wall. And he looks like his day is shot. And he looks like his playoff hopes are just up in flames. Yeah, it seemed to be the theme of the night. Uh, Some playoff drivers uh, in trouble. Lap 30 restart. Zane Smith uh, gets out in front of Creed. And then John Hunter Nemechek struggling again on the restarts. Yeah, he falls back uh, uh, back to 12th. Just looks like he's not going to be in it all night. Uh, have an incident. Um, lap 38 restart. Zane Smith out in front of Creed again. It looks like these two, along with Austin Hill, are going to battle. And then we get another caution. And the schleps are gumming up the works in this race. Those are like, your words, not mine. That's a that's like a Luke Hillen term. Is she calling people schleps? Well, it's just like the race looks like it's gonna be good, but then it just I don't know. Those a lot of yellow flags. We start on lap uh 47. Uh guess what happens on the restart? Is Zane Smith out in front of Sheldon Creed? Again, again. Um Creed finally passes Zane Smith with six to go in the stage. And then Stuart Friesen passes Smith with two to go. Four out of the top eight or, or the top four finishers in stage one and eight out of the top nine are playoff guys. Yeah. So Sheldon Creed came away with the stage win, uh, followed by Stuart Friesen, Ben Rhodes, Zane Smith, and Ty Majeski making it into the top five. Todd Gilliland, Matt Crafton, uh, Tyler Hill, John Hunter Nemechek, and Derek Krause. Uh, rounding out the top 10 as we started stage two it's creed out in front of freeson then saint smith and then all hell breaks loose as the power goes out on lap 62 i put ffs what that what's that mean for frick's sake oh my god yeah the no power it's almost like uh the place was sabotaged i was trying to figure out me who there's an indie race the next day maybe indie sabotage and say we'll take nascar's uh um you know we'll make nascar look bad something like that 49 minute red flag yeah so then uh they come back 
the scoring and timing still out. So we don't know who is where and when, but we know that Sheldon Creed is out front again and running away with it. And then Zane Smith has some issues. No breaks. <laughs> Actually, he has a little bit of breaks. Yeah, he he, uh, he eventually, he eventually... and doomed by his transmission, not the breaks. Yeah, it ended up being a tranny. <laughs> so Sheldon Creed ends up winning a wild and long stage two. That's his uh, second stage win of the night, uh, followed by Rhodes, Crafton, John Hunter, Nemechek, uh, Friesen, Majeski, Kraus, uh, Ankrum, Christian Eckes, and Hill. And then uh, once we get to the final stage, it's Creed and Crafton with chaos behind them. Yeah, one thing we didn't mention when we previewed the race, uh, these were timed pits. Uh, so three minutes, so it wasn't all the uh, chaos you see. So however the stage ended is how it started back up. Um, and they only got three sets of tires. So there was no pitting in between unless you blew a tire out. Um, so that made the, the pits were sort of meh. So yeah. Creed and Crafton come out and then, then the chaos. Nemechek and Rhodes bump and then Nemechek slows. Turns out his truck shut off. Who knew that could happen? I mean, I had that happen to a a 92 Volvo once. Maybe on it sounds like he was sabotaged maybe by an Indy driver. Yeah, maybe sabotaged. Um, he gets in the Ankrum, Gilliland, Majeski, Zane Smith, Carson Host of our among those collected. Yeah. Well, and then, then you... it, I, I found it to be comical because they show the, you know, they're all on pit road now, <laughs> even though you, you don't want to be on pit road because uh, you don't have any tires to put on. They show all these cars on trucks on pit road that are playoffs. And then Chandler Smith, who thought his playoffs were over, you see his car driving by really slow as he gets out in the track. Cause they see all these trucks that now they can actually pass and uh, get some points on. So he makes it back out to the track. Yeah, he ends up finishing ahead of six trucks. So going back out on the track, got him six points. So we uh, restart with 40 to go. It's Sheldon Creed out in front again. Uh, Grant Enfinger has a little bit of issues. Uh, his hood goes over his windshield. And again, no yellow flag. We no yellow flag. Re previous races. He almost has to go around the whole track. And it reminds me, you probably never watched the 80s TV show Chips. No. Chips uh, stands for uh, California Highway Patrol. I don't know what the I stands for. But anyway, it's probably the high, like highway, so they can make yeah. Steps. So uh, it's these two motorcycle cops, Ponch and John, uh, Eric Estrada. Uh, he was a heartthrob in the '80s. Anyhow, the it goes through all, all they do, uh, you know, stopping bad guys. Well, the one episode, a kid's flying a kite at the beach next to a highway. You don't want to do that because the kite gets away, it lands on the guy's windshield causes like a 30 car pileup. And that's what I imagine with Grant uh, Enfinger's hood on his uh, windshield. Like he could have killed someone. Quinn Hoff's not in race. Usually we bring up, do we really want to kill Quinn Hoff? But do we really want to kill, um, name someone, Jennifer Joe Cobb? There no, we don't. So uh, how, how there's no yellow flag with Grant Enfinger running around the track with a hood on his windshield like it was flush like he and had to be looking out the window you explaining that just makes me realize how i couldn't do the show without you for your obscure 80s references and hopefully our older viewers are like oh that's how that went down 
Yeah, and don't fly a kite by a highway. Yeah. So uh, we uh, 29 laps to go. Uh, Nemechek's brake rotor starts to go bad. He loses four or five laps. He's out of contention uh, for the win. And then pretty much the rest of the race, not a lot happening. Sheldon Creed was so much better than everybody else. Rhodes, Crafton, and Friesen playing it fairly safe with uh, so many other playoff contenders out of the mix. But then Tanner Gray spins out with five to go, brings out the yellow, where we have a green-white checker finish. But Sheldon Creed nails the restart again, and he pulls away with an impressive victory, scores a perfect 60 points, looked like a real champion uh, out there. And also he led 142 of the 163 laps. Yeah, it was uh, sort of the end of the race, I thought, sort of tame. I felt like the top four guys, um, Crafton, Rhodes, Friesen, and Sheldon, I almost felt like they had a deal going on. Like they saw the other six cars that had trouble and they're like, hey, let's not get in trouble ourselves. And it really wasn't like going for the win type race, which to me makes sense for Sean Creek because it's in lead. So if the other guys aren't going to pressure, take the five playoff points. But to me, especially Crafton and Friesen, because they don't have many playoff points, the fact that you just gave away five to Sheldon Creed without fighting for it. I'm sure if you're trying to get in the top eight, that's a good strategy. Get, you know, top four finish. But if you're trying to get into that final four and you end up getting beat by Sheldon Creed by like eight points, this was the race. You could have got a 10-point switcheroo and you didn't go for it. Yeah, so we had uh, Sheldon Creed win, followed by Matt Crafton, Ben Rhodes, Stuart Friesen, and Johnny Sauter rounding out the top five. Uh, Chase Purdy uh, finished sixth, Haley Deegan with a career finish seventh, Carson Hosevar eighth, Austin Self, his middle name's Wayne, ninth, uh, tenth, Jack Wood, uh, first career top 10 for Haley Deegan. She's the first woman to record a top 10 finish in the truck series at a track that wasn't Daytona, and then a career best sixth place finish for Chase Purdy and a career best 10th place finish for Jack Wood. Yeah, and then rough night for the playoff guys, as we mentioned, uh, Nemechek, uh, you know, might have been good strategy. He takes out half the playoff contenders <laughs> when he already has like a 40-point lead because of all his uh, points he got during the regular season. But he finishes 22nd, Austin Hill 23rd. Chandler Smith, who we mentioned, his day look or playoff chances look like they were up in flames. But he actually finishes ahead of two guys in the playoffs. He finishes 28th, Todd Gillen 29th, Zane Smith 35th. And then we mentioned Hosevar grinded out an eighth place finish. And then he talked about during the red flag, how bad the uh, simulator was. Yeah. And he also, I don't know, you know, not to toot our own horn. He mentioned that in our podcast, you know, he's like the simulator with no playoffs. That's what you're counting on. And it's been hit and miss all year and yeah. it was miss, but he was able to, to grind it out. And uh, he's in pretty good position considering how bad his truck was. So you can't win the championship in the first race, but you can definitely lose it. Um, Zane Smith and Chandler Smith uh, had issues in the opening race. Now they're the two on the outside looking in. Uh, let's look at the playoff standing. Sheldon Creed's locked into the ne next round, but John Hunter Nemechek in first with 73 playoff points, followed by uh, Rose at, with 70. Crafton has 51, and Friesen has 49. We're both in agreement. Those are four that we would deem safe. Um, the other one's Austin Hill has 39 points, Hosevar 31, Gilliland 28, Zane Smith 18, Chandler Smith 10. Yeah, so those are five guys basically fighting for three spots. Yeah. 
I changed my picks. I'm putting Creed in the final four. Like, I don't know what I, I picked him to win the race. No. But for some reason, I didn't pick him to be in the final four. If he drives like he drove at this track, he will be in the final four. And they say it's sort of like Phoenix Well, the last race is at Phoenix. I mean, he's got to be up there. Him and Nemechek got to be your two favorites to, to win. Yeah. So that was a pretty and, uh, eventful uh, truck race. We had power going out. Indy sabotaged it, we think. We're big conspiracy guys last week. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm sad to see him not going to Daytona. We'll see him back again at Darlington, Darlington. I believe. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's go to Saturday's Xfinity race, uh, stage one. Austin Sendrick and AJ Allmendinger out front, but Sendrick gets loose early. Allmendinger uh, takes the lead. He opens up to two seconds over uh, Ty Gibbs by lap four, but then we start to see Gibbs and Sendrick reel him in. Yeah, I said they reeled them in, <laughs> and then I re- I forgot all about a competition caution. So I don't know how much it was them reeling him in or him backing off. Anyhow, very few guys pit. You know, it makes you wonder why we have a competition caution if no one's going to pit. Uh, a couple of guys make some uh, adjustments. Tyler Gibbs drives by his pit. Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. Tyler, who did I say? Tyler Gibbs. <laughs> Tyler Reddick drives by his pit like he didn't recognize the little thingy he's not in the number 23 xfinity car very much so he saw the little 23 xfinity thing and he drove right by <laughs> and then we see uh Almendinger on the restart misses his shift um and then austin Sendrick gets ahead of ty gibbs yeah uh you don't see that much from the dinger which I, I listen to their race on the radio and they love calling him dinger it's like <laughs> 90% of the times they reference him, they call him just Dinger. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, go ahead. We get <laughs> Dale Earnhardt has gotten Jade Buford's run name wrong 69,420 times this year. He calls him Joe Buford once again. And it's Jade Buford. It's Jade Buford, two time American Ninja contestant. Get his name right. Sad before he karate chops you, and then we get a yellow flag on a lap 90. Yeah, Cesar Baccarella just uh, you know, he gets in an incident, and you recognize the car from past races because usually the number 90 is Preston Pardis who gets in incidents, so uh, they spread their incidents among uh, a lot of drivers. So we uh, see Justin Allgaier, Jeb Burton, and Bubba Wallace, uh, short pit two of those three. Uh, get a penalty going down pit road. That's Algar and Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Um, you know, that for that strategy to work, um, you have to not get a penalty. So you should be extra cautious when you're doing it. Yep. So we restart with four to go. Austin Sendrick is out in front of Gibbs. Sendrick comes away with the stage win. That's his ninth one of the year, followed by Gibbs, Almondinger, Myatt Snyder, and Noah Gregson. Yeah, Cindric looking like he's in uh, championship form. Uh, might run away with this race. So as we look, they all pit, come in at the end of the stage. Ty Gibbs lost three spots on pit road, and then Sam Meyer has training issues, and he couldn't get the car into fourth. Yeah, um, it's weird. Um, Kurt Busch had the same issue, and he was able to just gum it out, which tells me Sam Mayer ain't half the driver uh, Kyle Busch is yet. Well, Kyle Busch has got like nine times the nine, nine times the driver I am because I, you know, 
if I can't get it in the fourth, like, yeah, forget it. We're just walking to work for like nine months, four miles each way. <laughs> um, and then uh, lap 36, a big one, takes out all sorts of favorites. Myatt Snyder, Daniel Hemrick, Austin Sendrick, Justin Haley, Brandon Brown. Uh, Myatt Snyder caused it. Contact. Yeah, they it. said he, he caused it. He thinks he got contacted by Gibbs in the rear end. TV guys sort of think it was just air, arrow push. Uh, this is where I like Brad Doherty, rightfully as a part owner, he chastises uh, Burton and Earnhardt in the uh, in the booth just for drivers shitting on cars that they don't have to buy just driving recklessly. Like that was awfully early in the race to be doing what they were doing. Um, good on uh, Doherty. Um I don't know if you know this, Emmett Smith, we're going to talk about this on uh, Friday, but he announced he's going to start a, uh, a race team in Xfinity. With him joining, that makes Brad Doherty both the best basketball player and both football player to, to own a team because yeah. so, uh, Brad's a better football player than Emmett. Emmett just had a really good offensive line. <laughs> Uh, and then we see Austin Tendrick run about uh, 69,420 yellow flags with about three-fourths of a car, and then Myatt Snyder gets a dumb two-lap penalty. I don't get this one. So he's having trouble. They're fixing the car. Pit stop's already well over 20 seconds. The guy fills the car with gas. He puts the gas thingy over, and then he comes back and, like, starts pointing at stuff. And that is a two-lap penalty. Like, it's already a long – like, the penalty is already there. It's a long pit stop. Like, I don't get – that seems excessive. Yeah. I'm not sure the reasoning behind that rule either. I mean, I, I'm thinking they, like, they don't want – I don't know. They don't want chaos and people running and doing all – they want you to do your job. But that was already an elongated pit stop. Like, to me, once it's over a certain amount of time – that's the penalty is having a really long pit stop. Yep. And then uh, we get a restart on lap 46. Jeb Burton out in front of Justin Allgaier and AJ Allmendinger. Allmendinger passes Burton on lap 54. Ty Gibbs is lurking, but Allmendinger gets his eighth stage win of the season. Gibbs, the, you know, always the bridesmaids, never the bride. He comes in second in the stage, followed by Harrison Burton, uh, Justin Allgaier, and Jeb Burton. Yeah, AJ Allmendinger looking really strong and looking like he's a favorite to, uh, like he looks like he's in championship form and he's going to run away with this race. And then uh, Ty Gibbs, bad pit again, loses about eight spots. Yeah, I, don't know, I think this is the one. He had one where his jack fell down, which we saw happen to Chase Elliott last week. Yep. Um. He, yeah, he loses eight spots. And we're going to have a, a lap 67 restart, Allmendinger out in front of Allgaier. And then uh, Harrison Burton uh, reports he has a vibration on lap 72. He's got smoke in the cockpit. Uh, cockpit. Uh, I don't know what I was saying. Cockpit. He pits from fourth place. His right side was loose. Sounded like possible loose lug nuts. Ooh. Anyhow, he's out of winning the race. He can't win it now. Yep, and then lap 80, we see Almondinger stretching his lead out over uh, Allgaier and Brandon Berry. Uh, Brandon Jones is coming on strong, though. Two laps later, uh, Dinger feels like he has loose lug nuts, and Allgaier's temp temperatures are going up, so a little interesting. Uh, and then lap 86, they're starting to catch some lap traffic. Yeah, um, and at that point, uh, they catch up to Dinger, who had been running away with it. Allgaier and, and uh, Josh Berry are breathing down Dinger's neck. 
And then lap 88, just awesome move. Barry slingshots to the PJ3. He goes past both Dinger and Algar. He's got the lead. And then at that point, out of nowhere, Earnhardt drops the possibility of a fifth car. Oh, hey, Earnhardt, man. Yeah, just breaking news right there. I feel like that's unfair to us, you know. Break yeah, that news with us, not in the middle of a broadcast. <laughs> so to me, I guess that would be Annette, Allgaier, Gregson, Meyer, uh, Barry, and then you just have Mayor. I uh, do you have Mayor part time because he's been having Mayor part time with Barry and others. I mean, uh, that's uh, maybe Mayor gets that car full ride, uh, full time, which good for him. Uh, news, but different news just hang in there. Lap 105, Gregson, he uh, is one of the first leaders to pit under green. Gives another bad pit stop. <laughs> Uncontrolled tire. Control your tires. Sound. Then on uh, lap 109, Barry, the leader, pits along with the Dinger. Uh, Allgaier, Brandon Jones, Jeb Burton, and Riley Herps stay out. Uh, Allgaier takes a fuel-only pit on lap 111. He's in the lead. And then Jeb Burton runs out of gas with 13 to go. Riley Herbst runs out of gas too, but he makes it to the pits. Burton doesn't. Yeah, like very rarely do you see colleague racing make a mistake like this. I'm going to tell you in the long run, it ended up paying off for him. But uh, yeah, he runs out of gas with 13 to go, Jeb, and he stalls out right at pit road entrance. So they got to pull out the yellow flag. Yep. And then, uh, the yellow flag comes out on lap 15. 10 cars on the lead lap. 115. 115, yep. And then 10 cars on the lead lap pit uh, due to old tires. We restart with five to go. Dinger on the inside, Barry on the outside. Barry gets out in front. Um, and then Almendinger and Jones get ahead with four to go, but then another uh, yellow comes out. Yeah, for another program, uh, Bailey Curry and um, Daniel Suarez. I didn't see the incident. I just saw the two cars on the track. I don't know what happened there, but they're both spun around and smoking. So that means we're going old-fashioned overtime. Yeah, first get overtime. The first overtime, the choose rule comes into effect starting here. Uh, Barry from way outside picks the inside. Almondinger picks the outside. I'm going to tell you, outside all day, all night in this race. Oh, yeah. And we saw that on Sunday, too. Until the very last one. Yeah. But uh, so Barry on the inside, Omdinger outside, Dinger out front with uh, Brandon Jones and Gibbs, and then 100 feet from white flag, yellow out for the 78 of Mason Massey. Yeah, it looked like Dinger was going to win. Like he was like he could see the checker flag wave and he's like looking in the stands for what little kid he's going to give it to. But now yellow flag comes out before the uh, white flag. Um, we go to second overtime. Barry on the inside, Almondinger on the outside again. Dinger gets out front with Barry, and then a yellow flag as Ty Gibbs into the wall after a fishtail. Yeah, it is amazing. Two bad pit stops, but Gibbs was still in like the top six or seven. But this takes this, I said twice before, he's out of the race, but he's officially out of the race because of whammo. So we get a third overtime, and this time it's Gregson on the inside, Almondinger on the outside. Uh, Dinger gets a big push by Jones, so Gregson slides into third. Neither of them are able uh, to catch Almondinger. He picks up 
another victory, his second consecutive one. Uh, Brandon Jones and Noah Gregson get their best finishes in a while as they finish second and third. Josh Berry finishes fourth, Harrison Burton fifth. Yeah, top 10 rounded out by Allgaier, Riley Herbst, uh, Brett Moffitt, Jade, they call me Joe Buford, and Bubba Wallace. Season best Season... finish for Buford, and then Herbst uh, scored solid with 31 points. Yeah, uh, which he was looking to do, uh, taking advantage of that being injured and out of the car. Jeremy Clements finished 11th. Uh, he gets 26 points, solidifying his playoff standings. And then uh, Maddie Mills finishes uh, 14th. Good finish for him. Yeah, not bad for Mr. Mills. As we look at the standings, a couple of flip-flops in the top 10. Allgaier passes Hemrick for third. Gregson passes Jeb Burton for eighth. Uh, Jeremy Clements widens the gap over the cutoff to 66 points in 11th place. And Riley Herbst uh, is now 41 points clear for that last playoff spot. Yeah, and that, uh, as we said, wasn't in the race. He was replaced by Josh Berry. Josh, yes. Yeah, Josh Berry. Um, he's 41 points. Will he run at Daytona? Like on the radio, they kept saying the reason he was out of this race, even though he ran at Watkins Glen and tried to run at Indy, G-forces on his femur were too much, causing too much pain. What are the G forces like at Daytona? Like I got to get on with some NASA guy because if you can't run Michigan, I'm thinking you can't run Daytona. Yeah, let's see super heels. Who knows? Well, it'll be on uh, Saturday. We'll preview that this weekend, though. Hopefully, we'll, Brandon, we'll have an answer because they've been breaking this news on like Saturday or after we record. Yeah, a lot of news lately. Yeah, usually they do it Thursday morning right after we record, like seconds after. Yeah. This week, the big news came out on Saturday and Sunday, which we'll get to on Friday um, <laughs> if you didn't look at Jay Ski or Toby Christie by then. Brandon Brown, now 82 points back. His window is slamming shut. Uh, drivers with double digits in playoff points, Sindrick 34, Almondinger 23, Allgaier 11. Mm, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. I love it. All right, let's look at Sunday's cup race. Stage one, Larson in front from the outside. And then we see draw, Chase Elliott drop back pretty quickly. Uh, he goes back to fifth when he started on the inside of uh, row one. Yeah, um, you'll see that a couple of times this race. Uh, cars get forced to the middle. Uh, we saw that another track, I want to say Vegas. And then you just drop back like you have an amble tied to you. Uh, Maddie D and Kurt ba uh, Bush are menacing early. Competition caution. Lap 22, unlike Xfinity, everybody goes in because they got tires up to Ying Yang. But it's weird. They pit. Hamlin gets no tires. He picks up four spots, mostly zero or two tire pits. Yeah, but they were talking like during the race, too. Um, the, the tire wear wasn't a big issue. Like the tires usually last quite a while. So it was a little interesting to see that those guys went in. Yeah, um, but I guess if you have if you have a bunch of tires, like who cares? But yeah, and then, I mean, if you're, uh, you, they might have wanted to make adjustments. Maybe they actually were figuring out what was going on there and felt it was worth making a change with your dad four cranks in the wedge and stuff yeah. like that. So they showed trucks had damage on his left rear corner. They didn't show where it came from that I saw. Yeah. We got a lap 26 restart. Hamlin on the outside, Elliott on the inside. Hamlin, huge jump, 
But then Larson on the outside doesn't get going, and he uh, he just causes everyone to slow up behind him. That allows Hamlin and Elliott to break away. And then we see uh, Elliott pass Hamlin on lap 28, but Kurt Busch is coming along. Uh, Joey Gay, uh, Gase brings out uh, the yellow. Yep, so we get our restart on lap 60, 36. We get Bush on the inside. Oh, that guy, I had dyslexia all weekend. <laughs> I don't know what that Joey Gase, that was not lap 62. I think that was lap 32. My finger got off. Yeah, 32. So Bush on the inside, Elliot on, uh, Elliot on the outside. They're battling for almost an entire lap. Just awesome racing before Elliot eventually gets in front. Uh, Kurt Busch drops behind Hamlin. And then you got Larson and Austin Dillon. He needs a win. Hey, maybe he gets it here. Ooh. Well, with nine to go, he is flying. He slingshots past Hamlin and Larson. He's in second place. Chase Elliott wins the stage, but then... Kyle Larson, this could be huge. Clipped, uh, he passes uh, Dylan at the line to finish second. So Dylan finishes third, followed by Hamlin, uh, William Byron, Joey Logano, Maddie D, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, and Brad Keselowski. Yeah, I don't know if Dylan let off the uh, pedal at the end or if momentum just had Larson going that much faster. Maybe that explains why Austin Dillon has the hammer down the next uh, stage. Yeah. He, yeah, he didn't uh, finish his stages too well, as we'll get to. Uh, the start of stage two, Suarez did a two-tire pit. He picked up 20 spots, and then Larson passes Chase Elliott in the pits, which seems like the 69,420th time this season. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be frustrating to be with the same uh, owner, but have one pit crew consistently be better than the other. Or it could be they show the whole... Um, from the lap before to the lap after, maybe Larson's that much better at the intro and the outro. But, yeah, constantly getting beat by uh, Larson. Yeah. Well, then uh, Joey Logano has to repit due to some installation of some lug nuts. You reckon they yeah. were loose? I reckon they were loose. I mean, yeah, they had to have been loose. Why would you need to install them again? Yeah. And then uh, lap 68, uh, Larson out front of Dylan, but he's stalking hard with uh, Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch behind them. Dylan gets the lead briefly on lap 78, but then shuffled, shuffled back to fourth. Yeah, and it's just, at this point, it's great racing. You have uh, Elliott, Larson, Dylan, sometimes Hamlin, Kurt Busch every once in a while, just going at it. Um, Elliott uh, gains the lead on lap 80, tremendous back and forth. Then Harvick, only time we're going to mention him, this whole thing, which is so weird. He starts the green flag pit cycle on lap 102. And then uh, 10 laps later, we see Larson and Elliott pit. Then uh, Austin Dillon pits on lap 113. So Kyle Busch gets the lead in the pits uh, with four to go. Uh, and then he ends up winning the stage, followed by Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Austin Dillon, Brad Keselowski, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, and Matt DiBenedetto. But the big thing at the end of stage two, Austin Dillon finishes ahead of Keselowski, and he went down underneath, like on the apron, and then just swings back up and gets into Keselowski. His car goes flying in, uh, Dillon's car goes flying into the wall, goes down. Um, closer by pit road and his day is done and it's just like what the hell were you thinking 
Yeah, the only way I could describe it is I type what the shit happened to Dylan followed by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve uh, sets of exclamation points and question marks because I'm screaming really loud the question, what the shit happened to Austin Dylan? And Jeff Burton, I, to blamed, me, so like Jeff Burton blamed Keselowski on this. But I think both are stupid. I think it's 60 Keselowski, 40 Dylan. And here, like I, this part, I watched the race with a sound off uh, leading up to, I had to work a top 10 women's soccer match in Fort Worth. And there, I'm like in the press box about 30 minutes before the game. Most of my graphic design stuff's done. So I'm watching the race out of the corner of my eye. I see uh, Dylan up like, pushing Kozlowski up against the wall and then I see him cross the yellow line and I see Kozlowski appearing to be pissed off that he was getting roughed up against the wall and I just out of the corner of my eye looked like he clipped him yeah and I think he he might not want to wreck him he gave him no room yeah I, I I don't know that he wanted to wreck him I think he wanted to send a message hey you were racing me like a jackass up there but then <laughs> for some reason, uh, Dylan felt like he needed to get back up on the track, even though the thing was over. Yeah. So it, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a racing incident. But most races I've seen the end of a stage, the cars do the best they can to get away from each other, whether that to be the slowdown or to get in the groove that's away from the other cars. This was Kozlowski saying, F you, I'm staying here and I'm not moving, even though the stage is over. Yeah. And then uh, it was funny. Um, Austin Dillon a little bit later came out of the care center and then the pit or, you know, the sideline reporter or whatever asked him like, you know, is next week a must win for you. It's like, yeah, no shit. It's a must win. There's one. I think the exact question, the exact question was how motivated are you to win next week? (laughs) And I just wanted Austin to just go, man. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so we started stage three and this is, you know, Ryan Newman had a pretty good day. Uh, we haven't mentioned him yet, but he was up near the front. He ended up, he never finished in the top 10 either stage, but he was up in the top 10 and they mentioned him and they go, Hey, like, uh, you know, he's had a really good day, but he also doesn't have a ride for next season. And I just go, Oh man, they just jinx the shit out of him. Yeah. Which we'll get into in a minute, but yeah. Kyle Larson leading the way with William Byron and Kurt Busch. Uh, on his tail with 46 laps to go we start to see green green flag pit stops as William Byron is the first one into the pits and then it was this was interesting Kyle Larson actually ran out of fuel with 42 to go but luckily he was on uh, turn four and was able to make it into the pits yeah one of those seasons for Kyle Larson you know most of us uh, common schleps we would run out of gas on uh, turn one and we would stall out not Kyle Larson. He runs out on uh, uh, turn four. He's able to coast in. You don't have to worry about speeding on pit thingy when you don't got gas. Um, so it didn't seem like it hurt him too much, but William Byron did uh, cycle after the you know, everybody cycled through. Uh, William Byron was in the lead. Kyle Busch came in with 32 laps to go, and he overshot his pit box, something that we don't normally see. He has to back up. So he had a 17.6-second pit stop which was significantly slower um, than everybody else. And then Brad Keselowski and Christopher Bell, who were the last ones to pit, 
uh, Pitt on lap 174, and that put William Byron out front, followed closely by Larson, Hamlin, and Kurt Busch. Yeah, and then probably a bit of an overreaction to the incident they had at New Hampshire. Yeah. Little bit of rain, didn't look like much, didn't look like you probably need to throw a yellow out, but they did. Um, they throw a yellow with 21 to go. Uh, we get six yellow flag laps. Uh, the rain really doesn't start up much, so they continue racing. Yep, and then on the restart with 15 laps, this was some really, really exciting racing. Uh, Byron and Larson choose the outside, and they start going three wide through turn one and then four wide when we get into turn three and four. Massive wreck in uh, turn four as Newman, who announced jinx, uh, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, uh, Brandon Berry, Martin Truex, and Michael McDowell all get involved. Yeah, it was, it was so weird. I didn't hear what happened. I read and couldn't find it. Tyler Reddick had a huge, like he looked like he was shot out of a cannon. He's passing everyone low. And then all of a sudden he just slowed down. Uh, Logano had to jam on the brakes. Uh, and then Martin Truex didn't see Logano coming. He's still going full bore. He gets into Logano, which causes the whole thingy. Yeah, it looked like Reddick just like came in way too hot, and then he realized that he was going to go into the wall unless he unless he broke pretty hard. So that's what I think yeah. happened. And then Logano got into him, and then the one guy that escaped, uh, and I don't know how. And then they kind of played the audio between him and his spotter was Chase Elliott, and his spotter literally goes, "I had no idea where to tell you where to go. I'm surprised." <laughs> yeah, roll the dice there. It's like driving with a hood on your windshield. Yeah. So then uh, we restart with eight to go. Byron, Hamlin, and Larson choose the outside. Blaney, who was fourth when the caution came out, um, decides to take the inside. This is a great move by him as he's shoved out front by Kyle Busch. Yeah, he got a huge push from Busch. That inside hadn't been working all day. It needed a really good push, and he got it. And then uh, with six to go, Tyler Reddick, who's battling his teammate Austin Dillon for the last spot, Spins with six to go, big points hit. And then I don't know if you saw it. The first thing that I thought of when I saw it, because they cut to him a little bit late, but he like spins out and it looks like he tried to pull like a Kyle Bush to get the caution to come out. out. Yeah, I think he did. And then they did. And just what, uh, like it keeps Austin Dillon in it. He's not in it by much, but yeah, that spin out caused Reddick about 17 points, I I think. Probably they said he was 43 points ahead. Before the spin, I think he's now 25 points. So it caused him 18, 18 points. Was it in the uh, looking to, so Austin Dillon finished 36, second to last. He got 14 points. Tyler Reddick, who finished the race, finished 29th. He only got 11 points. So uh, Dillon, who wrecked on lap 120, um, got three more points than Tyler Reddick did. But we'll get that um, after. So we, no caution after six. Larson, Byron, and Kurt Bush switching spots with Chase Briscoe coming fast. And then with four to go, Kurt Busch just cock-blocked the shit out of Chase Briscoe, who was motoring, uh, just cut up right in front of him. Briscoe had a nice run on the backstretch, and he uh, got up in front of Briscoe. Briscoe uh, messed up his hood, rear-ended him a little bit. Yeah, do you think that, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying Kurt Busch might go to 23XI? You think maybe that deal's done and Hamlin uh, uh, sent out some marching orders? Uh, hey, a little payback, a little... Little, I don't know because uh, I don't know what Kyle Bo- or Kurt Busch was doing in that situation. Like I know you're trying to hold on to that spot, but it, a you're yeah. not paid, but then b like what are you trying to do? Yeah, 
because he was he he was coming uh just a full head of steam um definitely would have gotten the top three uh with the momentum he had and then yeah he got cock blocked by uh kurt bush i think it was marching orders from denny i'm gonna get the conspiracy theory going that's two straight weeks where we're uh team briscoe yeah we should get him on the show so with three to go uh larson flies low of blaney but can't clear him with two to go byron's on his back bumper but keeps getting blocked and then the last lap larson pushing blaney uh but they uh but they or excuse me he's pushing uh byron and then they go side by side which gives Blaney separation. Um, he's able to block them and pick up his second win of the year. William Byron finishes second, Kyle Larson third, Kurt Busch fourth, Denny Hamlin fifth, Matt DiBenedetto sixth, Kyle Busch seventh, Chase Elliott eighth, Brad Keselowski ninth, Martin Truex Jr. 10th, Chase Briscoe 11th. Yeah, a um, couple of things on that. Okay, can we get Matty D a ride? Um, I think he, he, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. Was Greg Irwin sabotaging Matty D? Because since they got rid of him, he had two races where he was running about the same as he was. But since then, six straight races in the top 11, like if he was running like that all year, he'd be, well, he'd be fighting harder for the chase. There's been so many winners that this is a weird year. But yeah, he uh, right, right now he looks like a playoff guy. I would say he looks almost more like a playoff guy than Harvick. Ooh, Harvick, who had dominated at Michigan in recent years, finishes 14th. Never really in the fray. We only mentioned him once because that was when he led the green flag pit stops. And that can't be a good feeling for him. Yeah, I mean, that is a track. Like, he won three in a row there. I think he had nine top tens in the last ten races there. Just... Like, if we had to do it today and we're picking the four that don't make the first cut, your obvious choices are McDowell, uh, Almarola, Christopher Bell. I might put Harvick in as the other one. Yeah, just even looking at Stuart Haas, you had Briscoe finish 11th, Harvick 14th, Amarola 17th, and then Cole Custer 23rd. Yeah, so that's that. Um that's uh, as far as the results. That that's what stuck out to me the most. Um, and then I would also say Kurt Busch, like yeah. he has been driving like a Final Four car uh, the last probably six seven weeks. Actually, the last ten weeks, I think he has one win. I think he has three top fives and he has eight top tens. So like he's looking like they went from what the hell's Ganassi Racing doing uh where's felix sabade's corpse to like top four team right now yeah so as we look with the standings we have one regular season uh race left to go kyle larson is 28 points ahead of denny hamlin for the regular season ports uh, points winner would get an additional uh 15 playoff points you gotta think that larson will get that barring something crazy happened which who knows we're going to daytona uh joey logano drops two spots to eighth truex up one to six blaney up one to seventh uh harvick gets locked into the playoffs on points and then that final spot's really either going to go to reddick or austin dillon unless we get a new winner at daytona reddick is 25 points ahead of dillon yeah i mean uh i could see uh ricky stenhouse winning i could see ryan priest winning I could see Maddie D winning. I could see Bubba Wallace winning. I could see Chris Busher winning. Sounds like you're going to be exciting. Lineup. 
And the thing is, every single person in the race is going to be going for the win. This is one of the rare times ever you're not going to have anyone. Because even Tyler Reddick, at a normal track, you're probably like, hey, just keep your eye out on Austin Dillon. Keep him with an eye shot and don't do anything stupid. Well, you can't do that if you're Tyler Reddick. you got to go for the win. Because if you don't, Bubba Wallace wins. Yeah. Bubba Wallace wins, and then you're out. So everyone's going to be going balls out for the win. Should be a good race. Yeah. So we have uh, one regular season race left. It is just Xfinity and Cup this weekend at Daytona. We will be back on Friday to preview that. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod or on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. We thank you guys for listening. We'll be back on Friday. We will see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running mini stocks when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin' My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. say that lady luck has given me the brakes i must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance i'll do the best i can for those who've given me the chance